0: Good morning, beautiful queens and kings. This is God of Stasia and I'm coming to you guys with uh, another part of my testimony. Now, uh, what I want to specifically talk about is how this plot and plan came about. So, when I started noticing what these people was doing to me they came up with a plan to try to ruin my reputation to try to make it seem like i was a bad mother to try to make it seem like i was this awful person and the reason why they did these things is because of the fact that they did not want the truth to come out about what they did to me first things first ashley did not want nobody to know that she was putting stuff on my drink she was going around telling people that she was using sorcery on I me mean, and how she could get me to blackout and I remember things and stuff like that, and how she um had people, you know, um sexually assault me and she got paid for it. She would actually call people and tell them like, oh, she passed out on the couch, um, you know, come, come you could come do whatever, whatever, just pay me such and such and such. Like this girl, like when I mean, like this girl was evil and malicious. It's like she really was like that. She really is like that. I'm not going to say was, because was is past tense. She really is like that. So, um, Ashley didn't know that I knew that she got in cahoots with Shaheen. And she told Shaheen how she can put me under and I won't be able to remember anything. But one thing that Ashley did not know about me was that I was born with a gift. Always had this since I was little. My intuition, everything, was always on point. It's just that I didn't know what it was until I got older. So, make a long story short, she told him um, you know, what type of sorcery she was using on I me mean, and stuff like that, and how she could get me to do certain things. And I won't remember because, you know, she put me up on some type of um, hypnosis or whatever she was doing. So she told him what type of stuff that he could put on my drink or she gave him. I'm getting she gave him something to put on my drink. So she gave him something to put on my drink. And next thing you know, we had a friend friend of the family house. I passed out there everything went blank. Next thing you know, I woke up and I had a dash on my chin. Like, I mean, blood was just coming out of my chin. I'm like, yo, why am I chin bleeding? Like, when I woke up, I was being carried up the stairs. I was like, what the fuck? What happened? Why am am I going? Like, I felt so dazed and dizzy. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then, now, I remind you, I don't bring people around my kids like that. So, that night I comes upstairs. At the time, my um, my family was from down south, and they was, like, staying with us just for a little bit until they go back down south. So, to make a long story short, goes in my bedroom. My daughter, my youngest daughter, she was always up after me. She's like, she's a mama's girl. <laughs> she always been like that. So, um, she was in my bed, and I was about to get in the bed. Cause I didn't notice that my chin was busted, so that's how like I I that's how drunk I was. And then remind you, I was only took two shots, only took two shots. So how can two shots have you under like that? Unless somebody put something in your drink. So. Go to my bedroom. My daughter was like, Mom, she was like, get up. What's wrong with your chin? What's wrong with your chin? I'm like, what? So then, next thing you know, Shaheen's come walking upstairs with a cup of liquor. I'm like, try to like, take my shirt off in front of my daughter and stuff like that. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, get off of me. So I kept pushing him. So my cousin is laying in the living room. He's like, yo, what you doing? Like, why are you in here? Like, her daughter is in here. Why are you undressing in front of her daughter? So he's like, Oh now I'm trying to help her like her chin busted open. He was like he like, Nook, did you see her face? Like I'm like, What? He like, Did you see her face? I'm like, No. He like, yo, your chin look bad. Like you need to go to the hospital. He was like, What the F did you do to my cousin? So he was like, I ain't do nothing, I ain't do nothing to her. I swear to God I ain't do nothing to her. He was like, Oh, she um she she hit her chin on the counter. I'm like, What? I said I don't remember hitting my chin on the counter. And then I goes in the bathroom and then I looked at my chin and I'm like it was like so much blood gushing out and I seen how deep it was. I'm like, yo, what the hell happened to me? And then we go to the hospital and stuff to get my um my chin stitched up. But before we did that, um I kept blashing out on him. I was like, Why would you do this to me? Why would you why why would you hurt me like that? I'm your friend, why would you do this to me? And I picked him up and I slammed him between my mother's door and the living room. And it was like, it was real hard. Like, I slammed him so hard, like, to the point that he was out of work for a good month or two because he twists his, um, his ankle or his knee. He hurt his knee. So... After that had happened, I stopped hanging around for a while. And I noticed that it was a lot of people on my Facebook page. Like, there, it would be random stuff posted about me. Like, I already knew it was about me. But it was all was due to the fact of what Shaheen did to me that day. And I'm like, okay. Like, it is what it is or whatever. So make a long story short. I sat here and ended up going out with home again. Now, when that happened, that happened in 2016, back back in 2016 on Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving. Like it was Thanksgiving Eve and then the next day was Thanksgiving. When I mean when I woke up, when I, I felt like so many people had stumped me, kicked me, punched me, like that's how I felt like my body didn't feel right. It felt like I was beat down, like somebody beat me down. That's how I felt. And then, ah, um, and then before that, I ended up going to the hospital again, my my arm um, stitches. And then I came home. I don't know why that day I just felt embarrassed. I I wore a hoodie all day. I wore a hoodie and I was, I started dressing. I wasn't dressing the way that I I normally dress. I felt like disgusted with myself. I felt lower than low. All because of what these people did to me, what these people plotted against me, Then he did it again. He got me to come out one home back in two thousand nineteen back in August two thousand and nineteen. He's like, "Oh, come out with me, um, I need to talk to you about something it's just gonna be me and you and stuff like that, like we could drink talk drive around stuff, whatever, whatever." And when I came downstairs, he had two other people in the car. It was like every time that he would do stuff to me, I would be broken for like a couple months. And then i will you know, get myself back together and rise above everything. And then he was like, oh, she thinks she better. Oh, she thinks she, she this, she thinks she that. Let me do this again to her. This was his mind frame. This is how he was thinking towards me. So I end up going out with him, you know, thinking that it's mutual and stuff like that. And I remind you, I'm I'm still getting hints and stuff. Stuff coming to me. I'm like, why I'm thinking about certain things? Why I'm thinking like this? Why I'm thinking like that? So I end up going out with him and he did it again. Did it again. And how I knew I was right, I had a knot in the back of my head. It was like a blood clot. I was like, why do I feel like this? Like, why am I feeling like this? Then the next day he came to my house like, oh, I might be going to jail because this girl said that I raped her when I took her to the bathroom. I remind you, I was the only girl with him that night, and I was the only girl that went to the bathroom. And remind you, when I left and went in the house, him, his cousin, and then another guy pulled up in a white car with tinted windows, and he was dark-skinned. Now, remind you, this is the same guy where I was working at, at this um, bus company. I was working with him. This is the funny thing. I was working with him. The same guy that raped me. See how sick and twisted these people is? They try to play so many mind games with you like like you ain't you wasn't on to what they was doing. So when I went in the bathroom and stuff like that, um came back downstairs or whatever, said what I said to them, like y'all don't, y'all don't think this an F part. I got up, walked towards the door, touched the doorknob, next thing you know, I passed out. It was black, pitch black. Then with Ashley, right? Ashley took photos of me. Sent text messages to the this person that I loved it deeply. I loved it, this man deeply. But he he didn't see my worth, he didn't see me, so I had to let him go too. But, um, she told him all types of stuff about me. That was not true. They even, let me tell you how funny this is, right? They even got a female to date him. Today, home. You hear me? To have a baby by home. Just for me not to be with home. Then they told all these lies about me. I knew everything, I just didn't say anything. I just look at these people as weird, crazy, evil, and malicious. And I let every last one of them go. Even the person that I like—I I had mad love for. I let them go. Because it was time for a cleaning season, and I had to. I had to. Once I learned... How these people try to do certain things to me and then try to get away with it, I said, hell no. They mess with my money. They took try to take ideas from me. They try to take my kids away from me. They try to make me look like a crazy person. They isolated me. They did mad things to me, and it was paying each and every one of these people just to stop me. And I'm to the point like, okay, whatever. I'm still going to get through this no matter what. I'm still going to get through this. But the funny thing about everything, right, is how God works. How he works for me is the evidence he was given to me. They went so far that they took it to tarot readings, right? Because that's what I was into. Because I was trying to figure out what happened to me that night. Came across this girl video. Her name was Stephanie P. Smith. Came across her video and she was saying, "Oh, uh, how this girl got raped and um, <clears throat> like her her jaw, or something happened to her jaw or her neck, like she." She was like, it was something. It, it was something that that happened with this girl. She knew what happened. It's just that she was playing like she was a tarot reader when she actually uh, a fake prophet. That's how I look at it. You're fake. It was just to will me in. So once she did that, right? She said, uh, "Oh, you're going to inherit money. Somebody look out for um, a via email to come to to your Gmail." You, um, you're going to be getting an inheritance. Next thing you know, I signed up for school. Signed up for school to obtain my GED to better my life. That's my first step towards my success. Everything that I went through, I put it up behind me, and I say, you know, i am put my best foot forward. I'm going to get my GED because this is what I want my kids to do. I want my kids to go to school and get their, um, their high school diploma and go off to college. This is my mind frame. After all this done happened to me, my mind frame is still fixed on me having a better life. So I'll make a long story short. Go to school. The next thing you know, I see um bank telling classes. they the bank telling classes. Me, I love a challenge. That's how I am. Love a challenge. So... I took up the classes. During the time of me taking up these classes, I received that email. But before I received that email, I end up meeting this chick named Cynthia Price, or Pierce, Price or Pierce, whatever her name is, Octavia Redman, and the bank teller, the bank instructor. Named Angela Mandola. Now, remind you, I didn't tell Cynthia who I was. When I end up going to a Shea Butter convention, she's like, "Oh, you Anastasia, right? You Anastasia Mao, right?" From right there, I already knew something wasn't right. I already know that they paid her to do work on me. I already knew. It was just that I wanted to catch her and her lie. I wanted to get information on all of these females. And that's what I did. So before that I had met um Jenny Vega. Jenny Vega is a social worker and she is she was a um a sexual assault Teacher at the school, so she started having sexual assault classes. And during the time we having these classes, I was like, "Let me take this because I feel like it would be a great fit for me." You know, I was thinking of me, you know, bringing ideas to the table because of what I've been through and how I, I could tell them how I healed from, you know, how I could start healing from your your pain and trauma. So that's what I did. So I'm like, "All right," I'm saying, "Send in the class," and then all these emotions came. I'm like, why do I feel away? Like I shouldn't be feeling like this or whatever. So next thing you know, ran out the classroom. She came behind me. She started um, talking to me, and I'm like, oh, like I, um, I want to write a book about my life, about what I've been through, and I want to do a podcast. And you know, at the time, I was like, I'm, I, I'm still into doing here, but not as much because I'm focused on my own. Um, my spiritual path which is me connecting to the divine so that's what i was on so make long story short told her all my plans next thing you know i started bank telling classes and they gave me this letter and it was telling me like oh um write down the things your goals and your dreams and stuff i'm like what this got to do with the class She said oh no it's just to put in your folder Right there, I already knew something wasn't right. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I wrote, I wrote me opening my own salon and um having a podcast and me writing a book about my life. So I wrote that down, put it in my folder, whatever. I even gave her my, a copy of my resume. Next thing you know, I end up, I kept bumping into Cynthia and Octavia in the hallway. I'm like, why do I keep bumping into these two females? And they was telling me, oh, like what you think about the black community? What you think that, um we should start doing? So I'm telling them, like, you know, certain things that I wanted to do and, you know, how I feel like we can help the black community and stuff like that. So, like, I was giving them, like, hella ideas and stuff like that. So they was eating that junk up. I mean, like, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But the funny thing is, the same ideas I gave them, I gave everybody else. So that didn't end well. So all this was a plot to like try to destroy me. Now, Octavia is related to Nakeema Redman. Nakeema Redman was my caseworker at Welfare. Nakeema Redman was the one that handled my case. And how I seen the fact that she lied about her not having any dealings with my case is they falsified evidence. They falsified my documentation they put a whole different name on my paper and kept my case number so whoever was receiving funds on my name that was the person that was getting my own um, my welfare so I had called and I'm like because oh, I you know the pandemic had happened I was out of a job. I said, yeah, I need money to take care of my kids. And I'm not the type of person that depend on nobody. And I'm damn sure not going to ask my mother because that's not my mother's job. So I'm like, all right, let me, you know, get on welfare until I get back on my feet. I always thought like that, like, I get on welfare, but it won't last long for me because I always find a job. That's how I am. So I end up um, signing up for welfare and, you know, trying to get money to, you know, help with my kids. Next thing you know, they're like, oh, it's um somebody committed fraud. You committed fraud. We can't help you. I'm like, what you mean you can't help me? She's like, oh, so, um, it's a fraud situation going on with your case. I'm like, how is it a fraud situation going on with my case? I remind you. I haven't signed up for welfare in how long? It been almost like two years, over two years. So I'm like, how is a fraud situation going on with my case? I already know it was linked to Cynthia and all of them, but it was actually linked to Shaheem and whoever else had dealings with what was going on with me. So I was sitting here like, what the f- is going on? Like, why is these people doing this to me? Like, why... Is my money being taken away from me? It got to the point that my child support was being taken away. My daughter' father, like, oh, he he paid two thousand dollars for child support. Where my money at? Like, where why I'm spending my money on? Like, where I'm spending my money at, and who I'm spending my money on? Like, I'm like, what? Like, I always been the type of parent, like, when he paid child support, that money is not mine. It's for my daughter. Like, why would I spend my money spend? <clears throat> her money uh anything. I'm not like that. So I am like, yo, what is he told? She was like, uh she started crying and like, telling me like uh, what he was saying and stuff like that. I'm like, oh it's just a whole bunch of bull crap going on. Like I was going through so much at this time. I'm like yo, like what the F? Am I ever gonna get a goddamn break? It was crazy. And this was all because of the fact of what these people did to me. And they tried to cover up the truth. I was getting stalked, being spied on from my phone, and from the inside of my house, and from the outside of my house. Everywhere I go, I will see one of their family members or friends in a store, monitoring me. I'm like, yo, like, it It was like I was in a bubble, and I couldn't get out. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Like, do they even sleep at night? Can they even, like, go a day without worrying about me? It was like, it, it was so crazy, and it's like, I had to let go. I had to let go. I had to work on myself. I had to heal for me to become a better person, and that's what I did. I started meditating. Started doing my inner healing, started eating healthy, started working out more, started focusing on me. And once I did that, that's when things started being prosperous in my life and I became at peace with self. And I kept saying it's not about me no more. It's about my kids. Like It's about me leaving a legacy behind for my kids. And that's what I had to realize. So once I did that, I let go of all the pain all the hurt and all the trauma, and I broke down. And I, I thank God for everything that I have. Even when I didn't have it, I still thanked Him, and, and you know was proud of what I had because I know it was more to come. He was just giving me a taste of what's coming. So. During the time of these females teaming up with the, these men, doing what they was doing, and getting paid to, to block my money and stuff like that. They started leaving a paper trail. How you falsify documents and then send it to the person that you are committing a crime against? Better yet, a fraudulent act against. I started going to in an investigation mode, especially when it came to Cynthia, because I'm like, yo, she was acting like a weirdo anyway to me. I'm like, yo, her energy wasn't fitting right with me. I said, nah, something ain't right. Then my daughter kept saying, ma, I don't really like how she is. Like, she she moved weird. My daughter kept saying that. So I'm like, yeah, and I always listen to my kids. So my kids like, nah, especially my oldest daughter. Like, she be on point with everything. She was like, nah, ma, she said, something ain't right with her. She was like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I had to let these people go and I start working on myself And then when I started working on myself And then focusing on the podcast that I wanted to do And started like, you know, trying to write my book about spirituality And how um how you can, you know from certain spiritual attacks and stuff like that. They made this whole plot to take my book, to take my podcast, to do what I'm trying to do with myself and use it for their own selfish good. This is how I knew they was tapped into my phone. This is how I knew. And to top it off, like we, I'm sitting in class and then my teacher announced one of the head coordinators was um supposed to be coming in to tell them about to tell us about the new things that they're starting at the school and then she announced like yeah we're starting to have meditation classes and like all this I'm looking like what I said oh hell no so bit by bit i just started uploading stuff on facebook bit by bit i just started um giving them like a little insight on what these people was doing it was like bit by bit Like, they always getting paid from these people to do this to me because they did not want me to succeed because of what they did to me. They wanted me quiet. They wanted me to be isolated. They wanted me to be closed off. They wanted all this in my life. And you know, through all this, you know, I still don't wish these people malice. I still don't wish nothing negative against these people. I still don't wish that. So this is like a little bit of what I've been through. And how all these people plotted against me. I can't make this up even if I try. I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. This is a freaking hate crime. And I tried so hard to get help from the state. I tried so hard to get my truth out there. Nobody heard me. Nobody felt like, oh, my, my my, voice matter. But with this podcast and with the videos that I'm going to be up, uploading day by day, people are going to hear my voice and a lot of people are going to start seeing people for who they really are. I speak my truth, I walk in truth. I am my truth and I'm not going to let nobody tell my story for me. I'm not no I'm not going to let nobody try to slander my name or try to ruin my legacy. I'm going to keep fighting. For what's right, and I'm keep standing up for what's right because at the end of the day, this was wrong. This was freaking wrong. I did nothing to nobody. I was always humble. I helped these people, I gave these people ideas, my own material. Some of the people I even gave money to didn't even think of. My kids one bit. How are my kids going to eat at night? How was their Christmas going to be? They just wanted to win at all costs. Now I'm going to make her life a living. I'm going to make her miserable. I'm going to make her hate being her. I'm going to make her feel like shit. I'm going to make her feel like she belonged at the pits. The, the bottom of the pits. This was how sick and twisted these people's minds was. But God said, "Nah, baby girl, I'ma show you better than I could tell you. This isn't This is not happening to you. It's happening for you. So that's what I had to come to a mutual understanding with self. That how things was playing out. And once I understood that, I set my tail down and did my work. This is how my podcast came about. This is why I started meditation in healing and eating healthy. This is why. And another reason why, because I was battling cancer. I hope this gets to people in a positive way. Not a negative way. This is not no pity party. This is for people to understand what I went through. This is for people to understand how wicked and how evil and how malicious and how manipulative narcissists work. A.K.A. A psychopaths. Because this is what these people are. Only psychopaths would do stuff like this to a person that have kids. That really love their kids. My name is Stasia and this is my story. Let me rephrase that. My name is Goddess Stasia 8 and this is my story. Slash my testimony. Much peace blesses love like prosperity. I always remember you can do anything to put your mind to. Only you can stop your success. Only you can. Once I realized that only I can stop my success. That's when. I came up. With my podcast. That's when I put into flourishing of me having my own business. No matter what I've been through. I still will come off on top because I'm not an evil person. My intentions are always pure. I love from the heart and I will always be like that. I'm out. Peace. Good evening, beautiful Queens and Kings. This is Stage and I'm coming to you with a quick message for meditation, inhale, and i ain't eating healthy. How all three can help benefit your day to day lifestyle. Now, today, my specific subject will be about meditation techniques. Let's get started. So you want to find a quiet place in your home that you can be able to meditate, right? So I prefer me sitting in the center of my bed in Indian style and closing my eyes and doing my breathing techniques first, right? So you close your eyes. And then you would think of all the things that got you upset today. And then you will let it go. Because it does not belong in your energy field. That is not of your energy. Let it go. Then the next technique you will use, right, is breathing techniques. First, we're going to breathe in. Then we're going to breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, one more time, breathe in, Breathe out. Now, another technique that I use with my meditation, right, is singing bowl techniques, which is called healing vibration on YouTube. I use this and it is a phenomenon. This man is amazing at his work and with his hands and I... Applaud him. (laughs) This man is a freaking genius. Um, this is something that our ancestors used back in the BCs before Christ. This would help heal your vibration and it helped it help you get to that higher state of mind, which is your higher self and your higher conscious, your divinity. If you understand what I mean by that. So it helped me. Turn my negative energy. I didn't so much have negative energy around me. It was so much because of the people that I had. So I embodied the energy. So I had to release that energy and you know embody the positive energy that I've been had. So I had to retransition that. If you understand what I mean by that, but um I started using the singing bowl techniques because it helped sometimes you don't know that you embodying other people's energy and you pick up on the energy and you'll be walking around feeling a certain type of way. And you don't know why it's because of the energy that you had interact with. So I started listening to healing vibrations so it can help me. And it actually helps. You can listen to ones that, um you know, clear anxiety, fear, and, you know, it can help with your sleeping or it can help with just, you know, being positive. So this is something that I use and I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to play it for a short minimum of time. But just like I said, you can go on YouTube and look it up. It's called Healing Vibration. You can also look them up on Instagram. He also have it in his description box, so you can go on and press that arrow, that point down and it will pop up and show you. So let's get started. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And another thing I wanted to mention is when you first start off with healing vibration, when you tune in, you have your headphones in and you just tune all the way in, I'm going to tell you, once you feel a, a tug in your energy, because you're going to start feeling that, that means it's clearing out whatever negative energy that you had around you or whatever negative energy a person tried to project onto you is clearing it out. So once you start listening to the singing bowl techniques like daily or you don't even have to listen to it daily, you could listen to it twice out of a week or once out of a week, you will start to feel more easy. You won't feel that tug in your energy field. Once you start listening to this, you will feel that, you know, whatever that was on you or around you is gone once you feel, once you do not feel that tug anymore. So this is a whole part of healing your vibration and that. Is how you will detect that it's gone. So, my name is Goddess Sage88, and I am signing out. Wish peace, blessings, love, light, and prosperity. And always remember, beautiful queens and kings, you can do anything you put your mind to, only you can stop your success. Only you can. Peace. Good afternoon, beautiful queens and kings. This is Goddess Stage 88, and I'm coming to you with a message from meditation and healing and eating healthy. How all three can help benefit your day to day lifestyle. With this episode, I'm going to talk mainly about my life and how meditation retransitioned it. Now, before I started meditating, I was going through trials and tribulations in my life because of what people did to me one day back in 2019 in August I decided to go out and drink with a friend this friend that I thought was a friend was not a friend he was very envious of me he was very jealous of me and actually he really hated me he didn't really like me because if you really like the person you wouldn't do the things that you did to me to hurt a person, to hurt a person's career, to tarnish their name, to drag them through the mud like this person did. I decided to go out and have a drink with this person, and he spiked my drink. He did things to me that I wouldn't even do to my worst enemy. It was him and three other men that did this to me. And this was not the first time he did this to me. This was the second And I want to talk about it because I'm over it now and I accept it for what it is and I forgave. And it's time for him to forgive himself. So he spiked my drink, did things to me, and then the next day he came to my house and told me, oh, I might be going to jail because his girl told me that I, you know, did something to her when I took her to the bathroom. And... I didn't realize it because I blacked out. And then it all came full force like a ton of bricks. Like, I got smacked in my face with a stupid stick. That's how I felt. And I'm like, hold on. That girl was me. Like, I was the only one with you that night. I'm like, you know what? I said to myself, enough is enough. Enough of being around people that's fake and phony enough. Of being around people that... Take your kindness for week, enough being around toxicity, negative people, negative places and things. Like it's is it's it's time for a cleanup session. And that's what I did. When once he came to my house the next day and said those things to me, my life went in turmoil. I mean I was going through so much pain. I was going through so much to the point that I didn't want to be here anymore. But then I looked at my two beautiful, amazing little angels that I created myself. And I looked and I said, nah, I'm here for a purpose. I'm here to be somebody. I'm here to share this story, to help other people that's going through a situation that I'm going through. To let them know that it's okay. Don't get mad at the abuser. Don't get mad at yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's something that they're going through, not you. And understand when God puts you in certain situations is for you to help other people along the way. And I had to realize that. So I turned to meditation, started doing that inner healing, and started eating healthy. Once I started doing that, I started seeing myself in a different light. I started doing more. I started. Painting, I started singing more, I started dancing more, I started writing more, I started doing my poems. All the things that I put on pause to work, to hang out with people that was toxic and negative. I put all those dreams and goals on hold for people. And once the pandemic hit, it showed me a valuable lesson with people, places and things, even with certain family members. It showed me. So, I started investing in myself more. I started doing the things that I thought I couldn't, I thought that I cannot do. (laughs) And I started doing it. I started meditating on it and then it started manifesting into the reality. Like, you really have to have faith within yourself. You really have to have faith within your work, your work ethic. You have to put that out there into the universe for you to receive it back. Once I started doing that, I'm like, okay, I have talent. I started noticing the talent within my kids. When you hang around toxic people and negative people, you block yourself from seeing the truth within yourself. That's called knowing thyself. My kids have the same type of talent that I have, but more. And I'm going to help them unlock that talent. I'm going to show them, by placing yourself in a positive mind state, by placing yourself around positive people and productive people, it's going to push you to where you need to be in life. It's going to push you to show that the impossible is possible. If that makes any sense. I was at dead in jobs, jobs that didn't appreciate my work ethic. I was around people that did not appreciate my my greatness, my kindness. They took it for granted. They used and abused it. So I deleted myself from that and I started investing my investing inside myself. Like I started investing into myself. Excuse me for that. I started investing into myself. And I said, you know what? It's better for me to do this and to invest into other people because you're gonna get the short end of the stick. When you got ideas and you full of ideas, you don't let people know your ideas. You keep those ideas within your to yourself. Write them down on a notebook, in a notebook, and keep them to yourself until you become successful, and then you could be able to help out the black community. Then you could be able to help out schools, etc. You don't let people know what you're doing because they're gonna take it. And use it for their own selfish need. And act like they came up with it. I have all these things going on within my life. And people wouldn't even believe it. Until you open up your mouth. And talk about it. I've been through a lot. And I accomplished a lot. And this is why I turned to meditation. So I could clear myself of thinking negative, and thinking, putting positive vibrations out to the universe so I could receive it back. And once I started doing that, all great things started happening around me. Got better communication with my immediate family, better communication with my kids. We laugh, we have fun, we have family game nights, Sundays. You know, things that we did when we was younger and I stopped doing, and now I'm back doing it. In order for you to become better, delete yourself from people that don't want to see you flourish. It's the reason why they're around you to stop your success. It's the reason why they're around you. It's a reason why. So be very wise who you bring in your circle. Be very wise who you bring in your house because in energy can transfer. Yes, it can. So just be wise overall. Be very wise. This is a little little information I want to give out about my life because I know I'm not the only person out here that's going through what I'm going through. And I just want y'all to know that it's okay. It's okay, and it's going to be okay because you know why? God cherished. He cherished his angels, his divine people. He cherished them. And the people that hurt his divine people, he showed a very good example of why you should not hurt these type of people. I'm a very good person. I'm very kind-hearted. I'm still loving and giving. Even though all these things happen to me, I don't care. I, I forgave because at the end of the day, I know God got something planned for me. He got something amazing at the end of my destination, so I'm not even worrying about it. I just want my kids to be okay, and my immediate family to be okay, and my true friends to be okay. So whoever out here that's going through domestic violence, or you know, you going out and you blacking out and don't remembering what happened or occurred, and you know something happened to you and you feel it deep down inside. It's okay. I believe you. It's alright. You can do anything you put your mind to. Don't let nobody stop you from your success. Because only you can stop yourself. Only you can. This is Godastasia and I'm signing off with a message for meditation and healing and eating healthy. Many blessings, love, and light. Good morning, beautiful queens and kings. This is Anastasia a and I'm coming to you with a quick message for meditation, inner healing, and eating healthy. How all three can help benefit your day-to-day lifestyle. Now today, my specific topic will be about inner healing. Let's get started. When it comes to healing, you have to understand that you are on a hamster wheel. Gotta stage you what you mean by that? Hmm, the hamster wheel, right? The hamster wheel is you continuing the same cycle over and over and over and over again. And you want out of this cycle, but you don't know how to get out of this cycle. Right? So inner healing must take place. Inner healing is you going back to what caused you to be stagnant, what causes you to not want to let go of certain things that no longer serve a higher purpose in your life, whether it's you smoking, whether it's you drinking, whether it's you having sex with multiple people, whether it's you, you know, just doing toxic things that no longer serve a higher purpose in your life, right? Right? And also, the past hurt, pain, and trauma that you went through, that you endured, either when you was a kid, a teenager, or your adult, adult, teenhood. So, you have to rethink these events, and then you have to forgive and then let go. Then, you're going to start to embody this new energy. What you have to realize is that it's an energy that you are carrying, And once you realize that, you're like, okay, uh, let me let this go because this is not me. Then you're going to find yourself in a positive mind frame, in a more positive energy. You're going to walk different. You're going to talk different. You're going to move different because you're more at a peaceful state of mind. Once you do that inner healing, that's what you become. You become humble. You become more caring, you become more loving, you become more faithful, you become more brave, honest, and respectful. Overall, just like I said, you become more humble. Inner healing is a part of your process of becoming a better you. Inner healing doesn't just happen overnight. This is a process. This is something that you're going to have to continue to keep doing over and over and over again until you get it right. Even though you feel like it's not working and the things that you're doing is not progressing, that's only the negative little part that you're going to have lingering around because this is a new journey for you. You have to understand and understand if you understand what I mean by that. When it comes to inner healing, you're going to figure out a lot of people around you is not really for you, and that's what's going to hurt you the most, and it's only to build you. That's what I had to learn through my process, and I hope it do- doesn't be as harsh as mine's was, but I hope whoever is going through what I have been through or if you didn't went through what I've been through, that you have to understand you have certain people in your life that is trying to stop you from progressing or trying to block you from being your true authentic self. This could happen to anybody. When God has a plan for you, He will always have people to come in and try to cut you off from your right path because it was designed this way for you to understand who you are and then once you do that inner healing and clear that all that negative energy from around you then God said you know what child you have done the, you have done the work I'm about to bless you this is how inner healing goes this is how it works My name is Godastasia, and I hope this is informational towards whoever is listening. And, you know, we all in this together. So, if you want to send me a um a voice message or, you know, give any feedback on what I'm saying, you can, you can. Much peace, blessings, love, light, and prosperity, and always remember you can do anything you put your mind to, only you can stop your success, only you can. Peace. Good morning, beautiful queens and kings, this is Goddess Stage 88, and I'm coming to you with a little story about my life. What I'm about to say, a lot of you may not believe me. A lot of you may believe me. And for those who don't, I really don't care. I just want my truth out. And basically, I don't want nobody telling my story for me, to be honest. Um, Back in 2012 or 2013, no, I think it was 2012. I was hanging out with this girl. Her name is Ashley, right? I used to always hang out with her. We used to smoke weed, smoke cigarettes, you know, drink, do teenage stuff, you know? This is how I was. I'm not going to say I act like I was a saint. Everybody go through their little trials and tribulations, but different. My mom's was, like, kind of harsh. With a dose of blessings on the side if you understand what I mean by that so during my time of me doing what I need to do I became cool with this girl I really thought this girl was my friend in all reality she was the enemy one day we went to go get our palm red and my palm reading was only fifteen minutes, and hers was longer than mines. But before I get into this, anybody that know me knows that I'm very gifted with my hands. um I went to a construction trade, I know how to build um I know I'm an artist, I know how to you know sketch very good at it. I know poetry, I'm very good at writing, I sing, I dance, like dance choreography, I, I, I do all that, but nobody really knew this about me because they never got a chance to know me. I hid this talent from a lot of people because I felt like a lot of people didn't deserve to know that I was like this, to be honest. So to make a long story short, you you're gonna get why I brought this up. So to make a long story short, right, we go to get our hand read and mine's is only fifteen minutes, hers is longer, hers is like almost an hour an hour and a half. So when I got done with mine, the lady was like, Oh, you're gonna meet um you're gonna meet a man that's gonna be in your life for a long time, but you're gonna have one that's gonna be in and out of your life and one, you're going to have a baby with, and the other one is just going to be, going to continue to keep doing the things that he's doing, whatever. She said, but you always going to have money, though. And then that was it. And I gave her five, my $5. And then I walked downstairs, and then I stood outside for a while to wait for Ashley to get done. When she got done, she came down, so she walked dead up to my face and looked me dead in my eyes. She was like, I'm talented with my hands, and... She said, that I'm going to be prosperous. Like she said, oh, I'm i going to be rich and, and, you know, get all this money when I get older. I'm like, what? She was like, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, I said, well, I think that's very good. Like, I feel like, like, that's good. Like I was happy for her. Like I kid, you know, like hands down, I was happy for her. But in our reality, the lady switched our readings. Her reading was my reading. My reading was her reading. So after that, we went to our house. I remind you, just like I said before, I'm not, no, I wasn't no saint, right? You know, we all go through little trials and tribulations in our life. I so we went to our house. We started smoking weed. I remind you, I always smoke weed with her. But this one particular time after I got this reading done from her and we went to her house, I don't know what this lady gave her, but she gave her something. When I smoked this weed, I kid you no lie, it was like, somebody hit me in my chest with a bat and then my soul left. And then I seen this, this black smoke in her house. I didn't say anything when it happened. I just looked at it and I turned and looked at her and then her eyes was like, like she, she looked at me like, Oh, like, like I felt like she knew that something's happening. So after that, I felt dizzy and then, I didn't feel her. I said like I gotta go home. She's like, why? She's like, stay here, just lay down for us. And now I'm good. I said I gotta go home. So um, I got up and I left. And during the time of me walking home, I felt dizzy, like I like I fell into the gate. But then I kept walking. It was like my strength in me kept going, like uh uh-uh, uh, go home, get home, get home, get home. So I got home and I told my mother what happened. And when I told my mother what happened, she was like, don't you ever go by her ever again, but I kept finding myself going by this girl, every time she would call me, she would give me this sob story, and I would come by her, I would even give her money and everything like that, like, whatever I have, I'd be like, oh, what you need, she'd be like, oh, I got, um, I need such and such and such, and I was like, well, whatever you need, just let me know, I got you, like, I'll help you, you know, that's no problem, that's never no problem, so she was like, all right. So I would give her money and stuff like that. The next thing you know, she started acting like angry towards me when we would drink with each other. I'm like, yo, why she would act like this? I would have my kids around half the time. I'm like, we would watch football games and stuff like that together. Or she would cook for me and stuff like that. <clears throat> the whole time, she was putting stuff on my food, putting stuff on my drinks. And I was like, yo, I can not be around this girl no more. It was like little hints being thrown to me. And I was like catching on, but I really wasn't catching on because I was so busy with my life, with me trying to, you know, save money, take care of my kids, and, you know, put my kids into certain activities and stuff like that. But it was like I was on a hamster wheel going nowhere. That's how I felt. And I felt like I always had to help her. I always had to be around her. I always had to do this and do that for her. In all reality, it was like... It was a thought pattern that I thought I had to do. Basically, a mind-control mechanism she had. Like, she thought she had over me. So... um, After a while, I stopped hanging with her. Then I start back hanging with her. And then I would find myself drinking with her. Like I would drink with family members and wouldn't even, you know, pass out drunk or anything like that. I wouldn't even get like that. But every time I came around her, it was like I would get so drunk to the point I would pass out. She didn't know that I knew she was taking pictures of my body part and posting it online. She didn't know that I she she didn't know that I knew she took my phone and gave a lot of people my information and she put things out there about me on social media. She even had people send me friend requests to make fun of me because of what she had did to me. Cause she would drug me and she would put stuff on my drink. And then she would call people to come and do stuff to me. She didn't know that I knew all this. There's no need for me to lie about nothing that I've been through. No need for me to lie. Once I started working on myself. And doing meditation. And doing my inner healing, clearing, my clearing work. And you know, eating healthier. God was showing me and I say you know what I can't be around this girl and then what really clicked to me one day right because she came to my house and she started like messing with my um my my baby brother girlfriend and I'm like yo why like every time you come around you just always negative like I always looked at I'm like why you like that like, I didn't get that about her. I'm like, yo, every time you come around me, you always be negative, And then you always got negative things to say about people. People, places, and things. It was like, it was it was nothing good coming out of her mouth. And I'm like, yo, something wrong with this girl. Like, and I, I kept saying that. And then one day I was upstairs fixing my shower curtain. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks when I was fixing it. I said, hold on. I'm the one that's gifted with my hands. I'm the one that's talented. I'm the one that's, that have a future. It took everything in me not to hit this girl. It took everything in me not to do her dirty. That's why I stopped hanging around her. That's why I stopped answering calls from her. Because of what she did to me. Nobody took into consideration of why she doing this to her. Why is she, um, you know, got this girl passed out of her house. And she calling me to come do this to this girl. And recording certain things. Why, why why, is she doing this? Like nobody even took that into consideration. They was just down with it. They just did what they did with her. Just to feel like they got one up. Or just to feel like. They won. When I noticed all these things. I was hurt. I was oppressed. I was in pain. I didn't want to show my face. And to tell you the truth. I wanted to end my life. Once I went through a heartbreak. And then. I started noticing what she did to me and how she was doing it. I was so hurt. I said, My own friend, it's not no friend, it's a freaking enemy. This is an enemy. Only evil, manipulative narcissists do stuff like this. I swear to God, I wanted to end my life in the shower. But it was like this powerful, powerful voice. And I remind you, I heard this voice before when I was younger. I was being bullied so much at school. And I came home. And my mom and my dad was at work. And I wanted to end my life. I had a knife up to my wrist. And I'm like, yo, like, it's time for me to go. And then I heard that voice like, don't you do it. It was so deep. I'm like, yo. And then on top of that, my mother was coming in from work. I took, I ran out that bathroom so fast. I put that knife down and I just went in there. Like I wiped my face and just started doing my homework. Then the second time I hear this voice, I'm in the shower. Ready to give up. Ready to end it all. because I Because of what people did to me. Then that voice came again. But more powerful than what it was before. I mean, it shook me. It shook me to the point. I dropped down to my knees and I praised God so hard. It was like I had I had it right up to my wrist and it was like, don't you dare do that. You learned your lesson. You get up. And you go in there and look at them kids. And see why you are here. And that's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear. I started working on myself. Started connecting more with nature. Started connecting more with my kids. Started loving on myself more. And started letting things go that no longer served the higher purpose in my life. When I mean I've been through a lot, I've been through a lot. And I didn't deserve the things that I've been through. But I also want to thank these people for doing what they did to me. Because now I know what a minute into narcissist is. Now I know how people really be out here playing with certain things that they know they're not supposed to be playing with. And now I know how people's true motives is to harm you. And I accepted things for what it was. Now I'm like, oh, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm still here. I'm still living. I'm still breathing. So at the end of the day, you didn't want anything. And the reason why I'm telling my story is because I do not want nobody to go through what I've been through. When you your intuition is telling you something, you go with it, do not ignore it. Don't, do not ignore the signs about people. And I realized that I had to go through this in order for me to understand who I really was. And once I did that, and I came to mutual understanding of that, I said, okay, Now it's time for me to be in beast mode. Now it's time for me to work on myself, get myself back to where I need to be. And once I started meditating, doing my inner healing, and eating healthier, I started manifesting the things that I needed in my life. The business I always wanted. Me getting my GED. Me loving on myself more. Me loving my kids more than I ever did before. I'm so in touch with myself. It's like to the point that can't nobody tell me nothing to knock me down. You can't do nothing to me to make me feel like less of a person. Because I've been there, i done that, and I did my work. This girl tried to ruin my reputation. She tried to basically annihilate me. Because she did not want what she was doing to come out into the opening. But I won't tell my truth regardless. Because at the end of the day, I want people to know how this female really is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And to be careful. Because if she did it to me, what makes you think she won't do it to nobody else? I mean, photos online, videos, pictures, emailing people, telling people that I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm, yo, it it was crazy. It was crazy, and I'm like, you know what? I I can't, I can't. <clears throat> and I'm so, so, so grateful to walk this earth and to tell my truth and to give out my testimony. So other people can heal. I know for a fact that a lot of people have been through what I've been through. And certain people haven't. But if you you did, or if you a person that experienced what I experienced and nobody believed you, trust and believe. I believe you. I'm a firm believer. I'm a very logical thinker. I don't want nobody to look at this message. I'm not even going to say message. My testimony. As a a cry for help. Because it's not that. This is for other people to heal. What they've been through. If you've been through. What I have been through. Know that you can overcome anything. Excuse me. Only you can stop your success. Only you can. I was stuck in depression. I was stuck in pain, hurt, trauma. I was stuck in all these things. And I thought it was like a, a never-ending cycle until I got myself out of that. It was like, no, I don't belong here. I'm going to do what I need to do to become a better person. And that's what I did. I'm not going to stay stuck in this energy because that's what you want from me. No. No no, I'm not going to do that. So that's when I started doing my work. And I'm like, you know what? People need to hear this. And you need to understand how people really are. And then once you understand this, then that's when you start deleting people one by one out of your life. Because it, it don't only be that one person, it be other people as well. Sometimes it be your own family. Sometimes it be your own best friends, your childhood friends you grew up with. Sometimes it be the the school that you in or the, the the job that you're at. I'm not saying these things may happen. I'm just saying the negative people, negative energy that is that. Once you start working on yourself, once you start becoming more aware. Of people places and things that no longer serve your higher purpose you will no longer tolerate certain things in your life because you are more at peace with yourself you're more humble so when you're at a humble state of mind you don't want nobody to come in and try to ruin that if you understand what I mean by that so this is like a little story on my life and why I turned to meditation and healing and the healing and um, eating healthy. This is why I turned to this because I think that it was a better choice. I think that it was more prosperous. I think that this was the path to go down. So that's why I choose this path. This is why I did what I did because I'm not letting nobody hold me back from my future. Yeah, you may put a pause on it. Yeah, it may feel like or seem like that it's not going nowhere, but I'm going somewhere. And I'm not ever letting nobody try to play on my conscious mind or try to play on me energetically. I'm not going to let that happen anymore. Now that I know who I am, I wish I would let that happen. We are all brothers and sisters, queens and kings out here. And we need to learn how to protect one another. But some of us are so scarred and broken and hurt from the pain that they went through through their childhood. They want to inflect that energy, uh, not reflect that energy onto others so their life can be like how their life is when their life was never like that. If you understand what I mean by that. Just like I said before, I do not. And I mean that from the bottom of my freaking heart. I do not want nobody to go through what I went through. I do not want them to experience the things that I experienced. Nobody deserved this. I don't care if you're my worst enemy. You don't deserve this. My name is God of Stage 8 And I'm out. Much peace, best of love, life, and prosperity. I always know you can do anything you put your mind to. Only you can stop your success. Only you can. One love, beautiful people. One love.